Hello and welcome. This is the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof. Today we're going to be talking all about StreamYard versus Restream. What are your options to get uh, started streaming easily? So before we get into that, I need to welcome my guest. Hi, Sam. How are you doing? Good, John. How are you doing? Doing pretty well. It's uh, it's it's obviously it's the weekend here in in Australia. I know you have a little bit longer to go to get there, but it's uh, it's been an interesting week. I actually caught up with uh, Tanya Smith on Stream Like a Boss TV uh, on Friday or Thursday, her time, I suppose. The joy of time zones; it never gets old. Um, but it was really great to have a have a conversation with her about live streaming and OBS Studio, and sort cool. of talk to some of her audience members. What have you been up to, Sam? Anything exciting? Yeah, I mean, I think we're all aware that my current uh, major sort of adventure is to get our cute Avalanche channel to its 4,000 hours of watch time. Last week, I think we had just passed the halfway mark. We're now closing in on 2,500. Um, though we had had a dedicated live stream because we had extra foster cats, and they got... Um, not adopted, but placed in a cat cafe where they're hanging out. So I don't have a live stream over there right now. And I am scrambling to be like, what am I going to do? Because I wasn't re I was expecting them to leave, just not quite so quickly. But I wanted to uh, bring this into view, which is I found uh, this cool thing, which is a dynamic uh, YouTube cover banner. Uh, so we have now, I've been tweaking this every week or so, adding things to it. It might be getting a little much. But this dynamic banner shows like a milestone tracker for our YouTube subscribers. So we are closing in on 1.5 or 1,500. And you can follow that just by going over there. So we'll see if that acts as like sort of a, a little nudge of a call to action without being like, go do this thing, you know. So that's what I'm, I'm playing around with this week. And we'll see how it goes. This is, uh, and it's not sponsored. This comes from... Uh, Mercury, which is a product of stream elements. Nice. Yeah, it's, uh, you often sort of see um, those kinds of uh, tallies and, and things for fundraisers and stuff. So, I mean, it, it's a great way of sort of visualizing how you're actually uh, reaching out towards your goal. So, that's, that's really awesome. I, I've never seen anything like that as a YouTube uh, banner Yeah, before. I thought it was pretty so that's, interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, they also I... do one that's like a dynamic... Um, uh, uh, youtube video cover you can do one video not all of your videos and specifically the example was like for a fundraiser so if you are doing like maybe a live stream that's a fundraiser you can do something very similar for your youtube videos with that kind of milestone readout nice um so just a reminder we're going out live to all the various places so if you are watching live we'd love to hear from you in the chat today we're talking all about restream and Streamyard. so these are two video um live streaming services and i guess to get started let's have a have a chat about what these might be good for and as much as i love obs studio and i tell everybody i love obs studio um it's not there is a little bit of a learning curve there and i find that restream studio and Streamyard, they're a little bit more intuitive um they're a little bit easier to get started and i think for a yeah. lot of new streamers in particular you really need to just uh just grab that that USB mic, that webcam, hit live and actually start communicating with your audience. Um, and they do all kinds of cool things. They, they both work 
Restream Studio, which is the the browser based experience of Restream. Restream does some other things that we'll talk about in a little bit, but um, the, the Restream Studio gives you the ability to invite guests in. You can share your screen. Uh, you can uh, monitor the the chats and actually bring comments onto the screen. Um, I, I say that about Restream. It's also true of Streamyard in a lot yeah, of ways. <laughs> the the bulk of you know, they're, they're, to be honest, and I hate to spoil the ending for you, but they're both great products, and they'll both probably do most of what you need to do. Yeah, so they all do ninety eight percent of the same things. There are a few nuanced differences that do set them apart from each other, and we'll get into those later. Uh, but both are great. And I guess the other thing I've noticed lately is that when one of them releases a feature, a couple of months later, the other one will catch up. <laughs> so much. they're all they're all. Yeah, I mean, we're really fortunate at the moment to, to live in a time where the, the tools and technologies are really, really good, and you really can't go wrong with either of them, but we do want to sort of articulate some of the choices that you might like to make if you're deciding to use one or the other. You may even decide to use both. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Um, but I, I guess, really, it's the, the nice thing about both of these services is that you're working in the web browser. There are some constraints, especially on Restream Studio, and that's where we do this particular show. I have had to come and sort of accept a lot of the templates, and I've got to be honest with you, I'm a bit of a control freak, so that wasn't easy for me, but I do love the simplicity of this. We can literally just open up the browser, we can set up our, our graphics and our, uh, our captions and our uh, lower thirds, and we're, we're good to go really, really quickly. I guess, um, you know, in terms of actually trying these out, because again, we can tell you what we like about them, but again, you need to figure out if they're going to work for you. And the nice thing about this is they both have free plans and they both have monthly subscriptions. So even if you were to try one out for one month and then switch to the other next month, yep. just to try them out, get, go live a number of times and actually work out what features best support what you're trying to do. And uh, yeah, go, go from there. Yeah, there's no commitment either way. Um, there is a benefit to uh, doing an annual um, uh, uh, commitment on either. Gives you a mm -hmm. better monthly you know, rate. But yes, you can do either for a month and be like, meh, I'll go to the other one. It's a bit like, uh, you know, I, I've been subscribed to Netflix for forever and I thought, you know, let's just cancel that. Let's just go to Disney Plus for a little while and, sure. and see what they've got on, on offer. So, again, I guess, uh, you know, and, and they do, the, these tools both work in very, very similar ways. So, again, uh, you know, I, I I feel like I'm harping on about that one particular point. But before, <laughs> before we go any further, I guess in terms of our lives... Often uh, a good thing to do, rather, you can just go live at the drop of a hat when, when you feel like it, but I think it's often better to actually think about scheduling some live events. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that way you can let people know ahead of time. You can actually set them up to go out to different destinations and people can usually opt in and get notified of when that is to go live. Um, I'm just going to play a really short video about how you can do that in Restream and we'll talk some more in a moment. Schedule an event in Restream. In your dashboard, click on Schedule Events. Choose how you will schedule your events. You can use Restream Studio in the browser, you can use a service like OBS Studio, or you can schedule a pre-recorded video. Specify a title and description for your event, specify a date and time for your events, and upload a thumbnail. Now click Next. 
Here you will specify your destinations. You can toggle as many of these on as your plan allows. So once you're happy with your events, you simply click Create Events. And I imagine, though, please correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, I'm, I'm sure it would be a very similar process in, in StreamYard itself. Uh, yeah, I think the only real difference is you create the title first and then like you make the, you know, it just, just kind of flips the, the way it's being done. But yes, it's very similar. Okay, cool. Um, and I guess the other thing I would note um, about working in Restream is when you do set up those events, you can actually go in and customize how they appear at each of those destinations. Yeah. So uh, if I go into my LinkedIn live settings, there's an option to turn on automatically generated English captions. So I like to go in and do that. I also like to go in and select the one that's on Twitter and actually put in um, our Twitter usernames in, in that uh, text. So uh, you can do that within the software, but you, there are also additional options if you go out to each of those destinations after the event has been created and sort of go in and edit those. Again, on LinkedIn, you can actually tag speakers. Uh, you can add a description. Um, they, there are all kinds of things in YouTube. We have the, the chat relay, um, replay, whether you want that to be included after the event or not, um, which is a good one to, to select. If you have a lot of discussion in the chat, that can be quite useful. Um, so like Sam, do you have any general thoughts even outside of these particular pieces of software about, you know, a scheduling events, like why you might want to do that and why, um, or how you might want to do that perhaps? Sure. I mean, I obviously would opt to schedule something over not scheduling it. Uh, if you know you're going to do it, you might as well put it out there. I would say, you know, 48 hours prior, like before the thing is going to happen is probably the, you know, a good starting point, if not a little further, maybe a week, I probably wouldn't go farther out than that. Um, but I love scheduling things because it gives you something to talk about. You can tweet about it. You can make a short video about it. You can talk about it in whatever the previous stream is. Uh, though we have noticed uh, some some interesting thing caveats to that. Since John and I do this restream and he invites me to share my own links on the broadcast, for some reason that pairing link uh, only shows up six days out. So I can't be in this stream and be like, next week's stream is right here. Here's your link. I can't do it. I have to be like, check my Twitter out tomorrow and it's going to be there. That, mm -hmm. But beyond that, it's great to have something to point to and be like, this is coming up in the future. And you can be like, five-day warning, two-day warning, tomorrow, two hours, one hour. <laughs> like gives you stuff to talk about. Maybe not quite so blandly. <laughs> be excited about it. But yeah, uh, anything you can point to as something that's coming up, is worth talking about and uh, i mean that, that's a great point you make about the the restream pairing link so again i create these events for this particular show and then i give sam a link and he can actually log into his uh his restream account and actually send that out to um some destinations as well so um and I guess, like, I'm a fairly, I, I kind of need habits and routines to, to be successful in the things that I do. And, uh, and until quite recently, I, I would schedule these things out a solid week in advance. And now I kind of do it six days in advance, um, just so it gives us a little bit of, um, a little bit of time to, to think about whether we definitely want to commit to next week's topic, um, rather than do it straight before this show. But 
I guess, you know, for me, like one of one of the most unexpected unexpectedly popular things that I do is I actually create a LinkedIn newsletter. And each week I talk about what I'm doing either on this show or my other show. Um, and it's, you know, I, I go into a, a fair bit of detail in that format because I figure, you know, uh, I, I mean, I like to go deep on any topic anywhere. It's just, I, I think that's part of being an introvert is like, I don't want to do any of the small talk. I want to get into the juicy details. But again, I, I just feel like it, it's something about planting a seed ahead of time and then saying, hey, you know, we've discussed all these things. If you want to see it in action, join us live on... Yeah. Friday slash Saturday, depending on your time zones. Time zones are such a thing. Um, <laughs> people ask me where my show is, and I'm like, just click the link. It'll tell you when it is in your time zone. Right. Um, so that that is certainly another thing that you need to negotiate, especially if you're bringing on a guest or you've got a co-host or daylight savings is a thing too. It's, it's a good idea to let the computers sort of work out all the variations in those time zones and, and daylight savings and stuff. So... That's uh, that's really important to keep in mind. Um, but again, you know, I think the other thing too about events, if you're doing something consistently and at the same time or maybe roughly at the same time, I think it does create an expectation in the audience and you do also, you you become part of the rhythm of their week as well. They'll, yeah. they'll potentially look forward to what you're doing and, you know, go in and watch it or listen to it or whatever the case may be. Um, so this is the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined by Sam Proof today. We're talking all about StreamYard versus Restream. So these are both great uh, great places to start for live streamers. Um, I feel like I've been talking for a really, really long sure. time. So uh, that's okay. We'll, we'll keep going. So Restream Studio is... Uh, and I guess it's, it's really... We, we're going to focus predominantly on Restream Studio, which is their in-browser experience. But it is worth noting that there are some other things that Restream will do outside of that. And we'll get to those in a moment. But let's have a look at this graphic here. This is actually a screenshot after last week's show. And I just want to give you a sense of, uh, you know, some of the options that you have in terms of the Restream uh, Studio experience. On the left-hand side, we've actually got our inputs. So this is where Sam and I are. This is also where you'll you'll actually get things pop up if you're sharing your screen, for example, or if you have a, a second camera. In the, the main section here in the middle, we've got uh, the things that are going out live to your audience. And again, there are a number of different presets. So if you want to feature one person as the main thing and maybe the other person to the side or maybe you're sharing your screen and you want that to be on the left-hand side, you can do that as well. There are actually options for horizontal and vertical streaming. You can't do those at the same time, but if you are just going out to Instagram or TikTok, you could certainly commit to the, the portrait version, the vertical version. Uh, we've got the ability to turn on your microphone and uh, turn sort of toggle on and off the microphone and the camera. We've got the ability to add some different input sources as well. You can invite other people to join you. And you've got your settings there as well. We've also got the, over here on the right-hand side, we've got the chat, which you can actually show the entire overlay on the screen, or you can feature a particular chat message as we've done on here. So you'll see Insomnia Doodle says, thanks for the show from last week. Uh, we've got the captions, so we can come in and actually bring in some lower thirds, and uh, there's also a ticker that you can incorporate as well. Uh, we've got graphics, so this is actually a place where you can go and uh, 
you can you can change some some default colors in terms of the brand settings. You can bring on logos. You can show overlay images like the one I'm showing you right now. You can play video clips and you can adjust your backgrounds as well. And the last section in here is a little bit more uh, more complicated, but and it is a little bit newer as well. But I'll, I'll show you how this works actually in, in real time. We have this QR code section. So this is sort of Restream Studios attempt to go over the live shopping market. So often uh, if, you know, and it's the worst thing you can possibly do on a live stream is put a giant Amazon link on your screen that goes for 15 lines. Like no one's going to be typing that out. What you really want to do instead is have a short link or a QR code. And uh, in the QR code section, we've got things so I can go, uh, I can click on this one and it'll bring up a QR code that goes to, to johnlacey.com. That's, uh, that's one option. We also have the QR code and image. So again, if I click on this one, you'll see down the bottom, learn and learn live streaming, subscribe on YouTube. There are actually uh, compact and classic versions of that as well. So this is the compact and you'll see there's a little animation there, which is fun as well. I can click on the classic as well and it will actually put it on the, uh, the right-hand side there. So those are those can be really useful if you're you know if if you're trying to sell something if you're trying to get somebody to take some action, um, you know even with your lead magnets. So if you want to get somebody on your mailing list and you've got a free ebook, that can be really really useful as well. Um, I I guess Sam, like, is there anything that you'd like to call out about the the Restream Studio experience specifically at this point? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think those two, the, those two features you mentioned, which are the QR code and uh, being able to stream in vertical are things that StreamYard does not do currently, but who knows, maybe it's coming soon. I don't know. Um, and I, I'm going to say that we are going to talk primarily just about this experience that is the browser-based thing, but it does have a few other um, ancillary tools like some chatbot stuff and chat relay uh, and th other things like that that, StreamYard doesn't do that are pretty cool. Um, That's yeah. actually literally the next thing on the list. So <laughs> let's talk about it now. So um, it. let's, you know, the chat relay is is really cool. So the thing about both StreamYard and, and uh, Restream is that you're potentially going out to different destinations. So you might be going live on YouTube and Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and Twitch. Like you, you they're actually, I think, 30 odd different destinations that you can use in, in Restream Studio, for example. Um, but the thing, and, and in some ways that's amazing, but the thing about that is not everybody's going to be communicating with each other. So the Facebook people may not see, that they're not going to see the YouTube comments um, and, and vice versa. The nice thing about the chat relay is that where it's supported, it will actually say, like if you're watching on YouTube and somebody says, uh, great show on Facebook, it'll actually relay that into the YouTube chat. It doesn't work on all the platforms. Uh, LinkedIn Lives don't support the, the chat relay. So it is kind of a one-way conversation on that end. Um, but it is, it is really cool. It sort of helps um, sort of bridge that gap a little bit between all those de different destinations. Yeah, I think um, it's, it's really useful. It's pretty much the biggest platforms that get supported for something like that. It's the ones that have like an open API that are out there. So some of the others may eventually get it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's something that I've noticed with Restream is a pretty slow adoption because I think there's probably a lot of 
nuance to that because everyone's API is different. You can't just be like, well, now we're just going to add Trovo in and we just have to click this box that goes Twitch and change that word to Trovo. It doesn't, it's not that easy. <laughs> and I, I kind of suspect that some platforms don't like the idea of sure. using anything other than them as well. So that might be a thing. And I guess... Yeah. um. Like, it is possible for me to send out chat messages from Restream to some platforms, but again, that's that's something that LinkedIn just are like, no, I'm not I'm not having a bar of that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that that's certainly one thing. Um, one of my other favorite features about Restream outside of the studio experience is actually just the ability to use a third-party tool like OBS Studio. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I can, I can set up my event in Restream, and this is something I, I do for my other show, Coffee and Content. Um, I, I do it predominantly out of OBS Studio, but I'll, I'll get a, an API key. I'll just throw it in there. I'll hit the live button when it's time to go live. And the great thing about that is it takes the signal from my computer via my internet connection and sends them out to those five different locations. Yeah. It is possible to do that all in OBS Studio, but you're essentially making life five times more difficult for your internet connection. And again, I, you know, so that, that may be fine for some people. Um, my dubious Australian internet connection can't always deal with that. So um, that, that is certainly uh, something I use there as well. Um, I, I guess one other thing that's probably worth mentioning, and I haven't used this a lot, but I used to actually use this on Twitter because you can only... I, I, I don't remember how long uh, video uploads to Twitter like what the maximum is, but there was a maximum. And um, the way I sort of overcame that was I would schedule pre-recorded videos as pretend lives through Restream. Uh, so you can upload your video, you can send it out to different locations at a particular time, and uh, you can go from there. All right, awesome. So those, I mean, there are probably other things that I'm forgetting, but those are sort of the ones that... Um, that really stand out for me as well. So this is the the video and live streaming show. My name's John Lacey. I'm joined today, as always, by Sam Proof. Um, today we're talking all about StreamYard versus Restream. Um, in case it hasn't, it isn't completely obvious. I am pretty invested in Restream. Uh, I have I have paid for that yearly subscription, and I, I use it for just about everything. But in the interest of balance. Sam's going to talk to us about StreamYard because Yay. I know it is. I know it is a great product. I hear a lot of um, love for this product uh, on LinkedIn and, and elsewhere. And uh, talk to me about StreamYard, Sam. Sure. I mean, again, StreamYard is a browser-based experience. Uh, it does not have the ability to let you use OBS, but uh, you know, uh, here you go. This is the standard. Um, browser dashboard, it's very similar to what you just saw with Restream, where, you know, you have the sort of scenes under the video player. Let me, uh, oh, I can't go above it. All right, anyway, um, you have the scenes, pre-created pre scenes under the video player. On the right-hand sidebar, you have a place for the comments where you can put those on your screen. Uh, let's get rid of this for a minute. Um, and all of those sort of things. I, there is a section for branding which has both your brand colors and, and a logo and video clips and a background. And it even comes with background music that you can go through or upload your own. Um, one of the, uh, oh, as far as creating the, the broadcast, we already talked about that. It's a very similar experience, but you just start with creating it and then you schedule it after you've created it. Um, one of the more unique things uh, that Restream doesn't have is this handy tool, which lets you 
custom create a scene. It's not quite as finessable, is that a word, as OBS, where <laughs> you can like literally pixel by pixel go in and be like, this is a text source. This is two different, you know, I'm going to put a camera here and a camera here, and they're going to be in complete juxtapositions. This gives you a few different things uh, to play around with, and you can free move those chunks. So at the bottom, you see sort of a camera carousel, which will dynamically change depending on how many guests you've invited. And then I've added uh, this big screen sharing media area, um, but I could put an individual camera on there as well. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And you can make a good amount of those. Um, one of the things, and I'm not sure if Restream does do this. I think it does. Uh, it, it has hotkeys for each scene. Um, and in StreamYard, you can actually assign those hotkeys. I think in Restream, they're just predetermined. Or are you actually able um, to I'm, change them? That's a great question. I'm, I'm literally going to check while, while we're talking. So if I go into the settings, um, I actually, they, they don't have a lot of them, but they are customizable. So you can, it does look like you can, I can okay. actually go in there and change okay. that. So if I wanted to... Very cool. So actually, I say that. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> No, no. Okay, so it looks like you uh, you can you can select um, those, but you can't change them. No, that that's a good point, Sam. Got yeah, it. I must admit, I when I'm on OBS Studio, um, I do. Um, I don't know if you can still see me. Restream's giving yeah. me an error about my camera. Oh, I see you. Okay, cool. Um, when I'm on when I'm on OBS, I I use my Stream yes. Deck for everything, and I just you know I unless I'm actually doing a tutorial where I need to type or use my mouse, um, I will outsource everything to the Stream Deck. I do find I do need to use my mouse a lot more when I'm in the the Restream Studio option. I know they do have some short uh, keyboard shortcuts. Um, but I kind of need to make sure that I'm in that window and that that window has focus and I've got to remember them all. Yeah. That's the thing I, I tell everybody about the Stream Deck. It's like keyboard shortcuts really are amazing, but you have to remember them. You have to know what they are. Yeah. Um, and I can look at the buttons and they will have some, some labels on them or they might have special images yeah. on them. So that helps me out a lot. Um, but certainly in terms of that, uh, you know, the ability to subdivide your screen and that is a relatively recent feature on yeah, StreamYard. One that yeah. yeah, one that they're very excited about. That that is really cool. Um like I said, uh I, I, as a bit of a control freak, um I I've had to relinquish some of that when we are in this this restream studio experience because I have my my six uh, default uh, options and literally nothing else. So if uh, I, and to be honest, I think for, for new streamers, you don't want to get too distracted with other things. You really want to focus on, on the message and, and the conversation. But again, um, you know, the, you, you might want to explore that in StreamYard. That, that is something that, that is really, really interesting. Yeah, I, I think once you've gotten the hang of things you know you play with their scenes and eventually you'll get to a point of like oh, i really wish i could do x and boom now you might be able to do that maybe you want to do something even more complicated and then it's time to look at obs and go there um but yeah for for what the base uh software is for both of these restream and Streamyard, it's a it's a just a great easy place you know to start doing a stream before you know what you need to be doing. Because a lot of people open OBS and there's just this big black square staring back at them and they're like, I don't know. I just 
It's like trying to sit down and be like, I'm just going to write a novel. Here's a ream of paper. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And it's it's interesting because even yesterday, someone was like, how long did it take you to learn OBS? And I'm like... I wish I had a better answer for you because yeah. since about 2020, like time has no meaning for me anymore. Every yeah. day is Blur's day. Um, but I guess really, I I only use a handful of features in OBS. I know there's so much more it could do, but that's all I really need. Um, right. So, and I'm 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 hoping to actually create some some shorter, succinct tutorials on the very basics that you need to get started because. It is that weird thing that so many people are, are scared of that software, and I'm I'm like I know it's it can be daunting because it is so powerful and there are so many options. But yeah. the thing is, you won't need probably ninety five percent of those options if you can create your scenes, add your camera, maybe add some graphics and some text, um, know how to to switch between the different scenes. Uh, you, you probably need to check your video settings and your streaming settings. Um, but beyond that, like that's, you know, you can do amazing things with just that. But again, I, I appreciate that that is an investment of time and a bit of a learning curve. So if you want to skip that entirely, Restream and StreamYard are definitely good places to start. Yeah, I, I would say that most, you know, people using OBS are using less than 10% of the features. That's my, my you know, conservative guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it is a software that, you know, can grow with you. Uh, yes. It's just got the slightest learning curve to it. I Yeah, if somebody asked me how long it took me to to, to learn OBS, I would probably say something like, I think I had like three or four times where I opened it, looked at it, closed it. And then like maybe there was a 48-hour period of like, let's do this thing and figure it out. But yeah, mm-hmm. once you, you know, once you sit down with it, it's going to it's going to be pretty easy. And back then there was no educational material. Now you can sit down with a YouTube video or, you know, guys like us and we'll have you going in 5 minutes. Absolutely. Um and I, I guess the other thing is and I feel like we're, we're despite our show topic, we're just going hard on the OBS love, <laughs> which we we always do anyway, but I I guess like there, there is that trade-off between ease of use and, and flexibility and customization. Yeah. And to be honest, you need to decide where your, um, where your prior priorities are really. Yeah. You I, know, I it, would say that the, the use case for restream and StreamYard that kind of blows OBS out of the water is this experience of being able to easily invite guests into the software have them both have decent quality because they're not broadcasting to your computer and you're broadcasting them out, which I, we've had problems. I have a very good setup. I have a very, you know, a decent internet connection, slightly better than John's. Um, and I've had problems with that. And StreamYard was the answer to that problem. We do a show at the end of every month on a Wednesday. We have four people calling in or more. Uh, and it's, better <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so there's, there's still occasionally connection issues here and there where they just drop the resolution for a few seconds but it's not like a complete burnout of like well now everybody's dead it's just one person for a little bit maybe sometimes it goes flawlessly <laughs> and i think um you know honestly like we can as content creators as live streamers we can be really self-conscious about that but yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts and some very 
popular cash up programs will have weird audio artifacts and they will have people uh, disappear and come back. Yeah. It's it's not really a, a big concern. I think people yeah. who who are in this world sort of understand the, the technical limitations of some of these things and they're, they're actually fairly forgiving. Um, yeah. Even in terms of like uh, the audio quality, um, you know, you do really want to work on the audio quality. You want it to be as good as you can, but I'm... I'm always amazed as someone who listens to a lot of podcasts, how forgiving I am. And like, it's much more important to me that I'm interested in your topic. I'm interested in you as a person or a presenter. Um, and if that's the case, if you can hold my interest, I, I can listen to all kinds of things. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's all worth keeping in mind. Um, so this is the, the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm Sam Proof. And despite our slight detour into our OBS love, uh, we do love OBS. We are talking today about StreamYard and Restream as these two platforms that you can sort of uh, open up and get started in really, really quickly. Um, again, like, I, and again, we love we love equipment, we love gear, we love tech. Um, but for most people, if you're starting out, I really recommend just get yourself a web camera, get yourself a mic, um, probably a USB mic to, to get started. Have some headphones. Have a semi decent internet. Can internet connection and then actually try out both uh, Restream or StreamYard. As we said earlier, they both have free options to get started. They, those free options do include a little bit of branding for either Restream or, or StreamYard. Uh, if you really don't like that, you can actually get started on their plans. And we'll talk about the plans a little bit later on as well. But I think really when you are getting started, you just need to create a, a proof of concept. You need to be agile enough to, to sort of work out what it is you want to do and how it's going to work and really how you can um, reproduce that format on a weekly basis if, or, you know, however frequently you're, you're choosing to do that. I know sometimes they're, they're, human beings are really disproportionately fascinated by the new and the novel and there are so many shiny objects out there to distract you. And I advise that to the extent that you're able to, that you don't get swept up into that shiny object syndrome, uh, that you just, uh, all that, that FOMO that all the marketers are playing on and you just really get started and think about what is the message I'm sharing? What is the value I'm bringing to people? And how can I do that relatively quickly? Because there's a, and again, this is a, this is a trap that I sometimes fall into. I'll tell myself I'll get started after I buy the expensive equipment or after I've read 15 books on the subject or the video courses. But the truth is you get better feedback by just doing things and seeing how they work out. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about recordings and video storage in both Restream and uh, StreamYard. So once, you know, it is, I don't think I mentioned this, but it is actually possible to record in Restream Studio without going live as well. But either way, whether you're live or, or just recorded, you have the ability to go in and, and download the files that are associated with that, that presentation, that live stream. Um, in Restream Studio at the moment, you've got the ability to download the, the video. You've got the ability to download the audio as, um, as its own source you've actually got split audio tracks so i can have uh one of me talking and one of sam talking and they do actually have a beta fe uh, feature which i don't think they've quite worked out the bugs on at the moment but in theory in the in the future you should be able to download separate videos as well 
These actually appear to be in MKV format, which is a format that OBS uses as well. I've downloaded these from the last few shows and I've tried to remux them, which is the process of taking them from that MKV format and making them MP4s, which is sort of a standard video format. I haven't had any success with that in the last few weeks, so hopefully they're going to think about how that works. Um, but the great thing about this is that once you've got those video files, you can go off and remix and edit and repurpose them to your heart's content. Um, Sam, can you talk to me a little bit about how this works in, in StreamYard? Sure. Yeah, with StreamYard, again, it saves all of your videos um, and it gives you the ability to replay it in their uh, video section. You can edit the title, things like that. You can download it. There's a big truck going by. Cool. So, yeah, you can download it. <laughs> Uh, it does give you the ability to share uh, or embed the actual video, which is interesting. There's, you know, only a, a certain amount of storage based on whatever your plan is. The thing that kind of sets it apart is that it does have a trimming tool. So it has this feature here, which allows you to trim, and it gives you the option of a 16 by 9 or a 9 by 16. Then you uh, go into that and pick you know, whichever video you are, and then you can sort of slide this uh, timeline handles at the bottom to whatever you want. Uh, and finally, when you've got what you want, you can export it to pretty much all of the major platforms. The one sort of thing about this that, again, this is, a, you know, kind of a, a newer feature as well, and it could use some work, is if you actually do a 16 by 9 and try to make a 9 by 16 out of it, it's just going to give you that centered you know, like fit to screen, not fill to screen kind of thing. So you have mm -hmm. the 16 by nine inside a nine by 16 with a blurred background, okay. which, you know, it's a step. It's not great. It's probably not something I'd use because of that. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess that in itself is, is kind of interesting because I, I guess not ev not everyone's going to show up to your live stream. And sometimes uh, a good way of just making people aware of what you're doing is by taking the content of your live stream and repurposing it into those shorter clips. Because people are often happy to, to watch you for one minute rather than one hour. Um, and, and obviously with technology, there's a whole bunch of different ways of, of achieving any one result. And um, there are tools, there are all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, Content Fries is one of them. I think you can probably do things in, in Descript as well. Um, any traditional video editing software, CapCut, um, Camtasia, like there are lots of different ways of doing it. Again, it sort of comes back to what makes most sense for you and, and what workflow you can sort of incorporate yeah. into your life. Um, but it is great to actually have those, those, uh, those individual isolated recordings. Um, you know, it's, it's just a really great way of, of working with those. So this is the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof. Today we're talking all about Restream versus StreamYard. Let's talk about the subscription plans. Um, so obviously we, we've said it more than once. Uh, there are free options to get started. So again, I would do that before you commit any kind of money, but they also do have sort of monthly options. So if you, uh, you know, if you wanted to try it out for a month and see how you go and try out all the features and get a better sense of how that works, that would be a good idea. Um, I'm just going to have a look at one of these. Let's, let's start with StreamYard this time, Sam. Right. So I'll bring this up on the screen. Um, we've got our free plan, our basic plan, and our professional. 
yeah so uh i obviously have the free plan i have the watermark happening um you get up to 20 hours of streaming a month so there is a little limitation you can't just be running like a 24 7 stream through Streamyard. there uh it does two hours of those local recordings per month and you can have up to six participants on your screen um which seems like a good amount for anyone uh, and then it does allow you to have uh, two team members, which are the two seats. Uh, mm -hmm. And those are people who, you know, are basically moderators on that uh, dashboard that can come in much like I'm a team member of John's here on Restream. You come in and they can be the one switching while you are hosting or, you know, they can be sending private messages to the guests to be like, hey, you're going to be on in a minute. Get ready things like that, which is great uh, if you're, you know, trying to ramp up from being a one person machine to like, I need other people doing things. This gives you that ability. Uh, the basic plan, which I think is pretty good for just about anyone starting at 20 a month, uh, if you do the annual, and it's 25 if you don't, um, gets rid of the, the StreamYard watermark, gives you unlimited streaming so if you did want to do 24 7 you could unlimited local recordings you can have now up to 10 participants which seems like a good amount i mean like mm -hmm. i i'm i'm you know hard pressed to think of a show where i would need that many offhand um and uh yeah it it, uh, it gives you additional multicast so i guess on the free plan you're limited to just the one destination multicasting multi-streaming goes to three in the basic plan including a custom rtmp which is mm -hmm. i think something that it's you know stands it apart from restream uh well i guess not i guess they're both around, around there when that happens um it gives you guest destinations very similar to what john's going to say for restream as well um and then you have branded logos and backgrounds and things like that and you can even do sort of these pre-recorded streams where you're not live, you're just playing a VOD to a stream uh, and it has 50 hours of storage. And then from there, it gets bigger and better in the- Yeah, and I guess it's probably worth mentioning too, like we're looking at the screen for individuals. There are business options as well. Yeah. Um, StreamYard has their on-air um, webinar product, which is a whole other beast, a little bit outside of the scope of what we're talking about today. but. Um, you know, it's it's really good, and like you, you can check things out. I guess um, let's have a look at the the restream options because um, I I mean, six months ago I was looking at both of these, and uh, I uh, at the moment I'm only using the the standard option, which is sort of like sixteen dollars per month, um, based on on the yearly amounts. I believe that one is, but. Essentially, with Basic, you can you can stream to two different channels. Uh, they've got thirty plus supported platforms. Um, they don't record. They don't actually record the stream, which is interesting. I didn't know that about the basic one, but that's that's worth keeping in mind. Uh, there's a good chance, depending on where you're streaming to, you could still download a version of that stream from YouTube or, or whatever. So, if you are really cash strapped, that that could still work for you. You can invite five guests. You've got basic graphics, and you can stream in HD 720p. Um, so you can upload videos of 15 minutes, uh, still one video, and there is some some storage there as well. The uh, the standard plan, which is what I t generally use, it has five channels, and this was actually the thing that made me choose Restream over StreamYard because 
it's a little bit cheaper per month, um, but it also gave me five channels, whereas the equivalent of StreamYard gave me three. And I kind of yeah. just wanted to send the content out a little bit further um, so we can create custom channels. Um, this is actually, I, I don't think I mentioned this before, but you can literally set up different profiles for different, um, if you've got different shows or different products or different series, you can change sort of the graphics and the, the color schemes, things like that within Restream Studio itself. Um, we can invite up to nine, nine guests, again, 720p. And then you've got the professional, which uh, gives you more of everything and also lets you stream in full HD, the, the 1080p. So again, uh, the, the, there's plenty of uh, great options there. Again, think about what your goals are and uh, you know what you actually need. Again, keep in mind, you can always upgrade later. So if you start with, with something a little bit more basic, whether it's free or whether it's sort of the entry level plan, you can work up to something a little bit more advanced if you need it. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because the uh, sort of first, the basic plan for both um, yeah, Restream is cheaper there, but then when you go to the next, the professional, then StreamYard is actually the cheaper and has more participants. Like you have 12 guests at that point. What were the amount of uh, destinations on the Restream professional? I think it's eight for both. I think it's eight, eight yeah, channels. Eight channels. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's, it's in, you know, depending on your needs, you know, it could be a fine line between which one of these fits that gap. And I guess the only thing I would say, um, we sort of mentioned all the the guests that you can invite to your your live stream. I probably wouldn't have them all on the screen at one time. No, it seems like, like a it's lot. just so chaotic. And Anything I, more I've than seen six some things crazy. <laughs> I've seen some things with nine people on the screen at once, and it's like it's just madness. Like by all means, yeah. have them waiting in the the virtual green room yeah. until you're ready to talk to them, but. Don't don't overwhelm your audience uh, yeah. too badly if you can avoid doing so. So, those are um, you know some some of the things I'd sort of encourage you to think about. Um, I guess like I maybe we should, and I didn't have this on my list, but maybe we should talk about some of the things that maybe we're less crazy about in terms of restream and streamyard. Um, I should say that the some of the visual elements on Restream Studio, like we have the ability to actually have um, the names of the participants mm -hmm. on screen with with the video camera. And I just don't like the font. I don't like the way it looks. So I always have that turned off for the, for this show. Um, and, and again, like I, we do have the overlay options and the, the background options and different things. You can switch those out as, as you like, but I guess, you know, if you're a control freak like me, uh, you, you'll need to take a deep breath and sort of just embrace some of the constraints. Again, because they are constraints, they free you up to do other things. So you can focus more on your message and your subject matter, which is always a good thing. But again, if you do want to have uh, more of a custom level control, pixel by pixel, uh, then there's probably another tool that you want to explore on, on that front. Okay. Um, so I will say... Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yes, please, please. No, <laughs> well, keep, I was gonna going to say, Sam. so, you know, along those lines, um, yeah, I, I do think I prefer the sort of built-in uh, dynamic graphics for like lower thirds and stuff on StreamYard. But even those, I would love a little more controllability, a little, you know, like um, being able to like pick outlines or have a wider font range and things like that would be nice. The one thing that I 
really like about StreamYard compared to Restream is that scene dashboard, scene selector. On Restream, it's just a bunch of you know squares that mm -hmm. if you're like new and you're just looking at it, you're like, I don't know, just a bunch of squares. On Restream, it actually gives you, uh, or on, on uh, StreamYard, it actually gives you uh, like the sort of user avatar. So you're like, okay, I get it. This is two people talking. This is, you know, two people and a uh, and some kind of media. So I think it's a little more intuitive, which is nice. Absolutely. Um, and I, you know, like we say, uh, there, there is that trade-off between customization and flexibility and ease of use. And I think as much as some of us might want more options, I think the average person, the, the, the scariest part potentially is just the overwhelm. So I think there, there's a reason why, why a lot of these things are quite simple. I guess there is a, a bit of a danger that if you're using StreamYard Studio, uh, Restream Studio or you're using StreamYard, that your show may look similar to all the other shows using those same platforms. Um, and again, you know, there are there are ways that you can customize those with backgrounds and, and, sure. and branding elements. But again, I, I don't know that that's necessarily something I would lose any sleep over because I think, again, it's it's really about the the content, the, the conversation and, yeah. and the things that you're trying to share with the world. I mean, honestly, if you're, you know, a gamer and you're over on Twitch, you're going to have a big gameplay and a little you right in this corner 80% of the time and everything looks that way. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. there are formats and they work for a reason. You know. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, cool. So um, before we wrap up, Sam, uh, where can people find out more about you and what's your content and do all those, those good things? Sure. You can find me on any platform at uh, Sam Proof, except TikTok, where I'm official Sam Proof, and you can find all my links at samproof.tv. Awesome. And if you want to catch up with anything that I'm doing, you can head over to johnlacy.com. You can actually watch the interview that I did with, uh, or Tanya did with me. Uh, it's it's actually, it's funny, I'm so used to being the presenter that it was, it was a change of pace to be a guest. I really enjoyed it, and, and talking about OBS Studio in particular, which, you know, Clearly, I can't shut up about. So if that is of interest to you, head over to johnlacy.com. You can watch that. There are links to all the, the social media things there as well. Um, so uh, I guess, Sam, to, to wrap up today, like, how, how do you think people should approach this if they are sort of trying to choose between one or the other? I mean, you know, if you have a concept of what your show is going to be, then I think that'll make it easier. But really, maybe just... Go with either go with the cheapest one or sign up for both free accounts and and just try try it out try your format both ways. Nice, and I guess um, to to close the loop that I I think I opened earlier in the show and and never got back to um, it is possible to actually take uh, to to work in in Streamyard and then use that oh, yes. to send the send it out to additional destinations via restream so yes. um it may be something that you want to consider using both and again i think even if uh especially if you're guesting on other people's shows um you know it, it's it's often a good idea just to have a bit of a play to get a sense of what is possible in these platforms and you know even just how you might sort of join a session if you're a guest on somebody else's show, um, just to be aware of them. Again, they're, they're not massively difficult, but if you've got questions or if you've, you want us to follow up on certain things, we'd love to hear from you. We're always sort of interested in, in what 
uh, what our audience wants us to talk about. Sure. So, you know, if wherever you're watching this, leave us a comment if there's something that we need to have a look at together. Um, it's funny, the one thing that really did blow people's minds uh, yesterday when I was talking to Tanya, um, and a lot of these people are diehard uh, Ecamm users or StreamYard Ooh, users sure. or Restream, but I showed them the Atom vertical plugin for OBS and they were like, oh, I need this in my life. Um, because it does give you that that ability to either record or live stream or both uh, in horizontal and vertical at the same time. You can use the same elements on both of them or you can switch it up. You can literally have different branding from horizontal to vertical. Um, and I think like even if you don't have the ability to stream vertically, which honestly I don't, um, I don't have that access on on Instagram or TikTok, um, right. it's a great place if you ever want to just record a, a you know a, a video and slice up the, the vertical version for for YouTube Shorts, for TikTok, those kinds of places, and also have the original for for YouTube and and similar things. Yeah, and if that is a thing you want to do, you can use OBS even if you're not streaming OBS to Restream. Um, you can use it with either Restream or Streamyard as a virtual camera so you can be recording that vertical plugins feed as well as pushing your camera to either or even both of the other softwares as we found out that you can actually have the vertical or the uh, virtual camera apply to both restream and streamyard simultaneously which mm -hmm. typically with a usb camera it won't do because the driver will be like nope i am busy um i did want to say uh two other things which are these are not the only places to multicast and do sort of browser-based streaming. There are a bunch of others. These are, I think, just the most popular and I think the best. Um, also, you touched on Restream using the, the Stream Deck. And yeah, you can do all of that with StreamYard as well because it does use hotkeys. And I'm not sure if Restream does this, but StreamYard does apply hotkeys to like the comment section, the brand section, uh, the even the private chat you can hotkey to. Uh, so I think that's awesome. So yeah, it's easier than, yeah, you can, you can definitely get away from the mouse experience 80% of your StreamYard uh, stream. Nice. Yeah. So th those are both great, great points um, and things to keep in mind. But I, I guess the, the thing I want to leave you with is if you're interested in doing this at all, get started, get started yeah. with the things you've got access to or that you can buy relatively cheaply. Don't. I know it's it, it can be so tempting, and we we both say this as people who love tech and love gear, but you don't want to spend a hundred thousand dollars on your home studio and then uh, a couple of weeks later go, I'm not really into this because <laughs> that that's going to be a problem. So you know, start start with what you've got or what you can access relatively cheaply. Sign up for the free versions of, of Restream and StreamYard. Try them out. Again, you don't necessarily need to go out to the whole world if you're not ready for that. Um, you could even just have a, uh, a sort of a, a smaller audience and you, you can work with uh, just some supportive friends or you can just record locally and just see how it goes. That's always an option as well. But I, I think really it's uh, the thing that I'm learning uh, more and more is it's not really the tech that's holding people back. There is a little bit of fear. You do need yeah. to work on being on camera and being comfortable and really just accepting who you are and and knowing that you can't change things that have gone out live. They are what they are and, and you have to be okay with that. Um, so by all means, uh, 
do all do all those great things um, and give it a go. And we'd love to hear from you if you are sort of starting out and what are your pain points? What are the things that you would like to get better at? We'd love to explore those with you. So um, th that would be great. Um, I don't know if you've got any final thoughts before we wrap up, Sam, but I think it's been a, a great discussion today. They're both great tools. Um, try them out, get a sense of what they can do for you and which one's going to work best in terms of your workflow. Yeah, and I, we don't typically sort of promote services or anything like that, uh, but especially ourselves. But I think in this particular instance, if you wanted to get into this world, but you don't actually want to learn the software and run the software, you just want to do the on-air thing. Uh, I know I'm available for hire, and I believe John is probably as well. <laughs> I, I I must admit, I do have a full-time job, so I don't know how available I, I am. Like, but <laughs> but hit, hit Sam up first, because he'd love to help me with that. And I guess that's the other thing too, Like, and, and we mentioned it ever so briefly, is... When you're on when you're on on camera and you're running a live show, you you're wearing a lot of hats at the same time. Yeah. Like you're you're managing the tech, you're managing the comments, you're talking, you're you're switching up scenes. It can be really great to have an additional person being the producer of your show, and you know maybe bringing your attention to a particular comment if it's if it's worth calling out. Um, yeah. Even just you know negotiating with the guests and letting them know that they're on next, which was something Sam mentioned a moment ago. Um, there are there are so many different ways, and I guess like don't don't struggle through it too too much before asking for help because there are all yeah. kinds of people that can help you. Certainly, Sam can help you. And again, I'm just going to throw up that uh, that website address so you can you can contact Sam if you need to. Um, Samproof.tv. He can help you out with all those services. And it's funny, I. I mentioned yesterday talking to Tanya, um, she was asking about you specifically. And I was like, he's been doing this since 2005. Like we literally met in his live show on a platform that doesn't even exist anymore. So oh, he yeah. has plenty of, plenty of experience and, and quite a lot of talent. So again, um, you know, keep that in mind, S start simply, start with what you've got, ask for help when you need it. And you can level up over time if, if oh, yeah. that's important to you. Cool. All right. So thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we will be back uh, next week, roughly the same time. But again, uh, you check out our social platforms and you can find out your local time. Again, I can't stop talking about time zones and daylight savings. <laughs> I, I apologize in advance. Um, but yes, we, we look forward to your company again. Thanks for those that have joined us live today and those that will be watching the recordings later on. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again soon. Take care, folks. <laughs>